When compared to the rest of the world, the average kid growing up in America has got it pretty easy. Some would say too easy. And while no parent wants to see his child endure undue pain or suffering or deprivation, allowing them to endure some can actually be good and productive. Yet too many American kids aren't allowed the privilege of enduring any of it. And that makes it hard for a kid to develop the virtues of gratitude and appreciation when the best of everything is freely received and simply expected just for showing up. Or in some cases, regardless of whether they show up or not. Perhaps if we understood how some of the rest of the world actually lived, it would open our own entitled and gluttonous eyes enough to be genuinely grateful to God for all we've been blessed with here in America. Taking a walk on the other side of the fence. That's today on License to Parent. Well, hello once again, and welcome to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Shepherd's Hill is a year-long, Christ-centered residential program that helps teens in crisis and, by extension, helps their families. I'm Rich Rosel, and our host on Licensed to Parent is the founder and director of Shepherd's Hill, Trace Embry. Now, Trace, when I've talked with most any young person who's ever gone on a missions trip to a third-world country, I often hear, well, the same line from all of them, oh, it changed my life. Actually, adults say the same thing. Right. But but the, the challenge is they've seen and experienced conditions that are far different from what they're used to, and therefore they think, you know, we don't have a thing to worry about here in the U.S. Um, very few of these teens or even the adults that I've talked to who've ever gone abroad seem to connect the dots, though, and see how their American affluence could possibly be as hazardous to their health as third-world poverty, for example. Mm-hmm. And by the way, when I say health— I'm talking every aspect of health, uh, with the possible exception of their physical health. Yeah, and uh, I think there's a case to be made that, you know, when you consider obesity, addictions of various sorts, from drug and alcohol addictions to tech addiction to food and sex addictions, uh, we may not be in much better health, even physically, than some of the third world. And I I haven't even mentioned suicide, self-harm, pornography, sex trafficking, and all the fallout that comes from, you know, all, all the seven deadly sins in which too many Americans today freely and regularly indulge. And I'm talking pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth, which I think can all ultimately lead to uh, insanity to one degree or another. So we've invited back our pastor friend from Uganda to give us another wake-up call on just how satisfied and, and grateful kids can actually be despite overwhelming adversity and lack of affluence. And uh, we were, I, I would dare say our world changed four and a half, five years ago when we first met this gentleman. Uh, his name is Elijah Sibuchu. He is the senior pastor or bishop for Kampala International Christian Center. That is a network of over 285 churches. And when we last had him on our program in November of 2013, there were only 60 churches that were uh, a part of this blossoming network in Uganda. Uh, They've also launched Success FM Radio, which right now is terrestrial radio in Uganda. But uh, he says, coming soon, you'll be able to hear it all around the world via the Internet. So uh, that's an opportunity to to plug into this ministry. He's also the founder and director of Hands of Love in Uganda. That's an outreach to, uh, to children. He refers to them as champions. They have two school campuses. And they provide a home, hope, and love to, uh, Pastor, you'll have to correct me on this. Uh, at last count, I had 1,400 children, but it's now much greater than that, I'm sure. 2016. 2016. Okay. Well, you see, things happen over five years. <laughs> 
Pastor Sibushu has a very unique perspective on abundant living, coming from a nation that has so many needs. And he shares what we might call the missing ingredients in many American Christians' lives that, well, keeps us in want amidst a backdrop of, as you said, affluence. And by the way, Pastor Subuchu was back with us on November 25th, 2013. It has been a while, and if you'd like to hear that conversation, you'll find it on our website at licensedparent.org. Just type Subuchu in the search bar that's spelled S-E-B-U-C-H-U. And incidentally, uh, joining Pastor Elijah is uh, Don Shrink, who is on the board of Hands of Love and has been with uh, the pastor for, I forget how many trips you said, five trips now? Nine trips so far. Nine trips. Okay. Mm -hmm. So quite a few trips to Mm -hmm. Uganda and more planned. And so we're delighted to have both of you back with us. And Pastor, for you especially, welcome back to Licensed to Parent. Thank you very much. Well, Pastor, uh, can you give us a, a reminder of all that you're doing in Uganda for the kingdom of God and, and then an update on what's been happening since you were here the last time? The Lord is doing a lot of things. We now have 285 churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the big, we have annual conferences for the women. We call it Women Empowerment Conference, where we bring together over 4,000 ladies. Mm-hmm women from 15 years to 65 years, and we teach them self-esteem, respect. We tell them they are not slaves to men as the culture teaches them. So that is a Women Empowerment Conference. We also have a conference called Youth Ablaze, where we bring together 20, about 20,000 youth, 15 years to 35 from 10 African countries, and we teach them to be kingdom kingdom-minded entrepreneurs. Wow. We also have pastors and leaders conferences. We organize four conferences for pastors and leaders every year. We bring together thousands of pastors, and we train them, we teach them, we equip them with Bibles, with bicycles, because it is very hard for even a pastor to have a bicycle, a bicycle mm. to use in the ministry and in the family. Mm. Uh, for hands of love children, the children ministry has now grown into 2,016 children in two campuses. These are children who may not have parents, who may have been abandoned, but we cannot victimize them by calling them orphans. We cannot call them abandoned children. We call them leaders. We call them champions because what the negative thing you call a child would victimize that child. So a child may be a thief, may have stolen, but is not a thief. A child may have lost a parent, but that doesn't make a child an orphan. Well, as you point out, that child has a father. Yeah, they have a father, Father God. So yes. we, we tell them, you are champions, you are world transformers, you are going to transform this nation in the name of Jesus. So a lot of things are happening. And of recent, we launched our FM radio. Because in Uganda, we have a lot of witchcraft we have a lot of child sacrifice, cannibalism in the different parts of the country because 85% of the country is rural. People mm. live in the rural with minimal access to information. So with an FM radio, we are going to be best in the Kampala, but we shall speak life, deliverance, and healing to this nation that have been devastated mm. with HIV, AIDS, hopelessness, and the abject poverty. 
Well, they truly are champions, uh, uh, Pastor, because, you know, in, in, a, in a land like Uganda, uh, with all that stuff that you're talking about going on, these kids are actually uh, having imparted to them a biblical worldview, uh, which gets them right out, right from the jump uh, to start out with premises that are true mm. about life and reality and, and the afterworld and 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 and, and, and this life. Um, and uh, th- this is what I want to ask you: You're going to be in our chapel speaking to our kids right after this interview. Yes, and please. You'll be sp- you'll be uh, speaking to the kids at Shepherd's Hill. Can you tell us what you're doing in other parts of America? Or, or, if anything, how are you impacting this nation with the ministry that you you have uh, seated over there in Uganda? <clears throat> Number one, whenever I come to America, I share my story. I share my story because many people in America, many children, many younger men and women, they think they they have they are entitled to everything. Mm-hmm. So I didn't grow up in that life. I grew up in a family of 38 children. Right. Oh, my. I was number four in a family of 38 children. But That's 38. I, 38. <laughs> I didn't have even shoes until I was 15 years. Mm. I didn't eat food. I didn't feel satisfied until I was 19 years. Wow. I didn't have a blanket until I was 13 years. But through all of this, my mother was available to speak life and destiny in my life. So I grew up in abject poverty with nothing. I started working at seven years. So whenever I come here, one of the things I talk about, I talk about uh, the the importance of children appreciating everything that they have. Mm -hmm. The importance of parents investing in their children and giving giving them something that is far much more than material. It's hard to appreciate anything when you have everything. Yeah. You see? Uh, and just to show you how sci- one way how science backs up mm. what Scripture has already said, mm. w- Scripture is replete with the idea of praising God and thanking Him, even in the hard times. Mm. Science now knows that when a person is genuinely grateful for something, mm. that they're building... Uh, brain connections and, and, and shooting enough serotonin in their system as if they took one Wellbutrin or one Prozac. Mm. So it's, it's mental health mm. uh, right there. A lot of people don't, don't know that. But uh, let me ask you this. Uh, what constructive criticism or encouragement uh, can you offer American parents uh, as their kids navigate a, a very perverse, entitled, and an overindulged society? Because, like I said, our kids have everything. How do we get them to be grateful? What would you do if you were an American uh, parent? Number one, I would encourage parents here to open up the world to the children. Let the parents here in America share with their children. You, what said, is, you said open up the world. To the world, to, to, to the children. I thought you said word, which they need to open that up too, but open up the world. The, the first thing is world. Sure. World. Right. I encourage American parents to open up the world to their children. Mm-hmm. Because unless the children get to know what is going on in the rest of the world, they will be very ignorant mm-hmm. of what is going on in the world. That is number one. Open up the world to your children. Okay. Then number two, open up the word, the word of God to the children. Yes. The word of God is the Bible. Yes, in some states of America, 
in some schools, the Bible may not be allowed, but nobody will refuse the Bible in your home. Yes. Nobody will refuse the Bible in your home. So we should not have an excuse that the Bible is not accepted in this school. The Bible is not accepted in this society. The Bible, which is the word of God, nobody has refused it in your home. Let the American parents sit together with their children. Give your children time. Mm -hmm. Give your children time. I said T-I-M-E. Give them time. Be a model to your children. Amen. The best gift you will ever give your children is yourself. Be a model to your children. Give them time and bring the word, the word of God to them. Don't leave the word of God in the Sunday schools. Don't leave the word of God in the churches. Bring the word of God into the family at the dinner table and read the word of God with your children. When you read the word of God with your children, you will have given them the best of the best of the best of the best powerful gift. And this coming from a nation that uh, didn't have Christian roots. Uh, Christianity was brought to this nation and uh, this is a guy that gets it. I mean, it's, and parents, I hope you're listening to this and, and taking it to heart. And, and these 285 churches, by the way, that are part of your network were not churches that were part of other denominations and just kind of decided to join the movement. These no. are these are church plants. Right? Church plants. Yes. Planted because what happened is is lot of witchcraft, child sacrifice, cannibalism, mm-hmm. and as I captured the word, I started preaching the gospel in the different yeah. communities. And then you go under a tree, under a tree, and five people come, they are saved, you baptize them, you preach the word of God, and 25, 50, 100, and you call that a church. So 285 churches in the different parts of the country. I wanted to bring uh, Don Shrink into the uh, conversation here because, Don, you're, you're a pastor here in the U.S., but you've been on the board with Hands of Love for a while. You have joined Pastor Elijah in mm-hmm. Uganda a number of times. So here you are, an American mm-hmm. who is witnessing the outpouring of this ministry firsthand, mm-hmm. but as an American. So what are your takeaways here uh, for, for parents especially? What, what are you seeing that we need to adopt? Oh, boy, I had a... An interview the other day with a gentleman that was looking for a job with our company. So I'm a pastor, but I'm also a man in the workspace. Okay. And the gentleman is highly intelligent and highly educated. And I had shared with him that I was serving at a prison ministry. And we had just come from a service over there meeting with the warden. And he said, good for you. And I said, well, where are you with your relationship with the creator with Jesus Christ? He says, I have none. And I looked over, and we were in a coffee shop, and I said, do you see the baby over there sitting in the bassinet? Yes, I do. In Uganda, that child has very little value, and we've built a a little home to take those babies in that have been thrown in the bush. What gives that baby value here in the United States? Total silence. Yeah. Do you see the mom sitting beside the baby? Yes, I do. In Uganda, that woman has very little value. So that woman is maybe shared with eight other women with one husband. So why does that exist? There's a value equation that was introduced in America many years ago. 
through the Bible, through God's Word. Mm. And when that Word does not exist, those value systems break down. So we've seen mm. revival occurring in Uganda. I've never seen revival before. I'm 58 years old. I think you have. I think you have, Don. And I hope, I hope I'm not stepping in the wrong direction here, but... You had a daughter come through Shepherd's Hill Academy. Sure did. And mm-hmm. I don't remember you being a pastor no, <laughs> before that's you true. got here. And I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't see you as a super spiritual guy. Mm. And you have become something that has just, almost like John the Baptist says, you, you know, you, you surpassed me. You know, it's like mm. to, to, to hear you talk like this, and to see your understanding is such is so refreshing, and to think that maybe we could have played a small part uh, in in maybe sparking something in in you and your family mm. in that direction, I can't tell you how gratifying that is. Did I, did I miss anything there? Mm-hmm. Well, you're right on. So in 2006, our daughter was here, and 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 I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. And and you called me out on a number of things. You actually coached me, but at that time. I didn't appreciate it. Proverbs 27, <laughs> Proverbs 27, 6. Proverbs 27, 6 says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted. It's the enemy that multiplies kisses. Yep. We're talking today with uh, Pastor Elijah Sibuchu, the senior pastor of Kampala International Christian Center. Also joining us is Don Schrank, who's on the board of Hands of Love, um, another ministry that uh, Pastor Elijah is a part of. Uh, they're based in Uganda, providing a home, hope, and love to over, well, to 2016 children, I believe, at last count. If you'd like to find out more about uh, the pastor's ministries, find out how to contact him, uh, you can visit his website at handsoflovusa.org. Again, handsoflovusa.org. This is Licensed to Parent. You'll find us at licensedtoparent.org, and we'll be back with more conversation right after this. Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens. Have we entered into a techno-utopia or a virtual prison? Prison. Prison. Is our social experience richer and deeper or more shallow and artificial? Discover insightful answers to these questions in the documentary DVD, Captivated, Finding Freedom in a Media-Captive Culture. You'll learn from media experts, church leaders, and inspiring individuals and families from across the country, including Trace Embry and students from Shepherds Hill Academy. Most importantly, you'll discover how God's Word addresses the unique media challenges we face today. Captivated, finding freedom in a media-captive culture. Available in the store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherd's Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and Licensed to Parent to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely 
powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. And with us today on the program, we've actually got two guests, Pastor Elijah Subuchu, the senior pastor and bishop for Kampala International Christian Center. That's a network of 285 churches located throughout Uganda. He's also the founder and director of Hands of Love, which uh, is ministering to about 2,000 children in Uganda, providing a home, providing hope and love to these kids who... Uh, the pastor says are are not uh, orphans but champions, and I, I love that that outlook. Let me ask you this, Pastor: You have got um, churches that seem to be popping up all over. I mean, when we visited with you four or five years ago, there were sixty churches in your mm-hmm. network. Mm-hmm. Now you've got two hundred eighty five. Obviously, this is um, affecting people in cultures all over Uganda, not mm. not just in one city. This is all over the country. Mm. And um, I can only imagine that if you're changing lives so drastically in those areas, that's having, I would hope, a positive impact on the the communities in which these churches are being planted. What what has your uh, observation been there? What, what have you seen changing in culture? A lot of things are changing. Every church we plant is a pillar of training, development, and transformation. Because our churches and church members uh, tend to be the salt and the light in the communities. Mm -hmm. So salt and light. That is a big transformation. And then the other thing is uh, culture. Polygamy, the members of our churches live by the word of God. Okay. That means they will not marry more than one wife. So that is a big influence to that particular community, hmm. that particular culture. That'll how, change your culture does, in and of itself. How does that work, though, in communities where polygamy already exists and people want to claim the name of Christ, want to become followers of Christ, and yet they're in polygamous uh, settings already? How does it work in the Bible? These men after becoming born again, mm-hmm. born again Christians, because it is not a mere coming to church, it is conversion. They yes. have to convert from whatever, whether they are polygamists, whether they are in witchcraft, whether they are in they are dealing with cannibalism, so they convert to becoming born again Christians. Mm-hmm. So when the polygamous men see that it is possible for someone who has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, to live with one wife. That is a positive influence and a positive impact. But when a man is a polygamy, polygamist and he becomes a born-again Christian, he will choose to remain with one wife. And all the, the rest, he will separate with all other women. And the women will willingly leave this man. Because now they have known the truth. So that is a big hmm. impact. He's a lot more appealing to women then too, isn't he? Yeah. They don't have to share him. Yeah. And then the other thing is cannibalism. In many, many, many communities, in especially in the rural areas, there's some cannibalism, cannibalism going hmm. on. So these churches, when people become born again, they stop being cannibalists. They stop dealing with child awesome. sacrifice. 
So this is a big impact on every community. That is so awesome. So there's some areas of Uganda still that you don't want to be invited over for dinner, right? In, you, in you some, might be the main pockets. course. Some right? pockets. <laughs> some pockets. Well, yeah. I, uh, Pastor Elijah, could you talk about the uh, the Muslim presence in Uganda, uh, how your people are dealing with that, and are your people seeing a, a difference between uh, the two faiths? Um. Uh, uh, the Muslim population in Uganda is right now 12%. 12%. And now what we are doing with the Muslims in Uganda, which could be embraced here, is number one, we are loving the Muslims. Amen. Love them. Yeah. Because they are God's people. That's number one. We are encouraging Christians to do more prayers and fasting that we are filled by the Holy Spirit. But because because you cannot evangelize Muslims when you are by yourself in your physical energy, mm-hmm. you need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need the power to be filled by the power, the presence of God. That's right. Which you can only get through prayer and fasting. So that's a big challenge to the church in America. Okay. So love the Muslims and pray and fast. Be filled by the power of the Holy Spirit. Then you up, read the Bible. Be knowledgeable about the word mm-hmm. of God. Let the word of God be food to you. Daily food. Then after this word is food to you, you, you are well informed, you are well knowledgeable. In love, you reach out to the Muslims. We are seeing Muslims get saved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so rather than having American parents teach their kids to shun Muslims in the areas they're they're moving into, mm. we should embrace them with love, with God's love. And uh, as they come over from other, you know, perhaps Mid Eastern countries, uh, evangelize them as they're as they're getting off the plane. Basically, that is it. So you pray and fast and evangelize them with love. And that means parents investing time in their kids to to actually prepare them to do that. Right. That is it. And they got in their kids have to see you doing it as well as that, a parent. Because the best role model for the children is the we the That's parents. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are the best gift to your children. We need to wrap up our conversation because unfortunately we are out of time today but I want to thank you both for coming in. Uh, Joining us today in the studio has been Elijah Sibuchu, the senior pastor and bishop for Kampala International Christian Center. And again, that's a network of now 285 churches located throughout Uganda. Uh, He's also the founder and director of Hands of Love uh, in Uganda, which provides a home and hope and love to 2016 children. Uh, Joining us also in the studio is Don Schrank, who's on the board of Hands of Love and has been on uh, 10, I believe you said, uh, trip so far to Uganda. 10th one is coming at the end of the month. 10th one is coming at the end of the month. Excellent. Okay, well, thank you both for being here. Thank and you, we guys. Are delighted. And again, the website, if you'd like to find out more about their ministry, is handsoflovusa.org. And a reminder that you can connect with us as well at licensedtoparent.org, also through Facebook and Twitter. We produce License to Parent to help parents be more proactive in the parenting choices they make so that they can raise physically, mentally, and spiritually healthy kids. Uh, By the way, the material that we present comes from the proving ground of Shepherd's Hill Academy, which is a year-long, Christ-centered, wilderness-based therapeutic program working with teens in crisis. If you'd like to help us continue the work that we do, we'd love to have you join us. Your tax-deductible contribution in any amount 
can provide scholarships to families needing residential care for their teens and can certainly make a difference in a hurting child's life. So please consider donating today by clicking the Donate tab at LicensedToParent.org. Our guest coordinator on License to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.